Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Come to lead you, safely, I hope, through another encounter with the sinister happenings in which we specialize. We become involved in circumstances not dealt with in the nice, conforming, normal world we're used to. We run afoul of things not considered quite natural in our workaday world. And we may find them just a little frightening. Are you up to it? Heart sound? Nerves steady? Well, then. Our mystery drama, M-U-R-D-E-R, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Field and Farrington and stars Larry Haynes and Ralph Bell. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It only takes one glassful to know this beer. Budweiser is the king of beers. Ah, the crisp aroma of the choicest hops. And that famous snappy Budweiser taste that only the most careful brewing process and exclusive beechwood aging can deliver. And deliver it does. A smoothness, a drinkability, and cold, golden enjoyment you'll find in no other beer at any price. Anheuser-Busch Headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. In the usual course of things, the future is mercifully hidden from us. I say mercifully because few indeed are those among us who have only joyous elements in their futures. And who wants premature knowledge of the troubles that lie ahead? Oh, people go looking for it, that's true enough. Fortune tellers make a living. Tables tap and Ouija boards are brought out on quiet evenings at home. But in the main, the future keeps its secrets pretty well hidden. When it fails to do so, well, the results are unpredictable. Do you want to taste this, Helen, and see if it needs more wine or anything? Oh, sure. I'm glad you told me you're having beef bourguignon. I'm not sure anything else would have got Max out of the house tonight. Isn't he feeling well? Well, I've been worried about Max, Gwen. How come? He's, uh, I don't know. He just seems withdrawn. He doesn't laugh anymore. He doesn't enter into things. To tell you the truth, Helen, that's the reason Kyle suggested this little dinner party. Well, I hope it helps. I've really been concerned. We all know that Max has been having business worries. He's been having business worries ever since I've known him, but he's never acted like this before. I mean, it's like... It's been like living with a stranger. If I didn't think he'd blow up in my face, I'd suggest he see a psychiatrist. You about ready for another of these martinis, Kyle? Well, I have a feeling the girls are going to announce dinner before long. So, I'll take my drink to the table with me. Sure, Max. I'm not going to drown myself in martinis, Kyle, if that's what's worrying you. No, that's not what's worrying me, Max. Well, then what is it? Well, I think we've got the shoe on the wrong foot here. That's what I was about to ask you. What's troubling me? Mm-hmm. My partner kills himself. My business is in a total mess. <laughs> and you ask me what's troubling me. It is already, you two. Yeah, I'll be right with you. You want your drink, Max? I'll take it in with me. Gwen, there's nothing in all this world quite like your beef bourguignon. Isn't it great, Max? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Delicious. Very good. You ought to try eating some of it, Max. Oh, I said it was good, didn't I? For Pete's sake, what do you all want from me, huh? Helen, uh, did uh, did Gwen tell you about her Ouija board? Her what? 
So, uh, well, tell it, Well, <laughs> I went to this garage sale over on Ridgewood Avenue, and I bought a Ouija board. That's all. That's all. There's been time for nothing else since she came home with the thing. Every evening, and it takes two of us to use a Ouija board. <laughs> Do know? you really believe in that? No, no, not really. Not seriously. Well, it uses bad language sometimes, and it can get very personal. <laughs> but you keep talking about what it does. Surely it doesn't do anything, not on its own. I mean, you have to push it, don't you? Well, well Gwen swears she doesn't push the thing, and I know I don't, not consciously, at least. I'll show you after dinner, Helen. Do you want to work it with me? Well, sure, why not? Fine, fine. That'll give Max and me a chance for a little private talk. What do we have to talk privately about? Max, don't be rude. You're all trying to help, huh? Invite poor old Max out to dinner. Good old Kyle and Gwen to the rescue. Who asked for it? You can't blame us for trying, Max. Well, it sure isn't getting us anywhere. Oh, that's my fault, I suppose. Sure, my fault. You don't know the troubles I got. None of you. You don't know. Not even me, Max? No, not even you. What would you say if I told you that my partner's been stealing me blind, huh? Tom? Tom Garth? Stealing me blind, and I caught him at it. That's why he blew his brains out. Well, that's uh, hard to believe of Tom Garth. Tom was into the firm for almost $100,000. Are you calling me a liar? No, I wasn't calling you a liar. Max, please, don't be like that. All right, all right. I couldn't believe it either until I'd gone over the books. Not even then. Not even when I'd seen it in black and white. But it's true. Been going on for over a year, almost $100,000. It's an awful lot of money. Too much for Pickett and Garth, I'll tell you that. We're not big enough to drop $100,000 and go on as if nothing had happened. Max, if there's anything I can do... I can handle it. All right. There's no way I can get the money back. His wife doesn't have it. He left more practically penniless. Penniless? Ah, well, I guess she has enough to live on, but not enough to account for that 100000 he stole. Yeah, that's a mess, all right. Then why do we have to keep on and on about it? I'm sick to death of the whole thing. Max, uh, while the girls are still busy out in the kitchen, I, I, uh... Well, I can't swing it myself. I don't have that kind of money lying around, but... I have connections over at First National, you know, and if you need a, a loan to get you back on your feet, I'm, I'm sure I... No, 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 it wouldn't help. Might buy me a little time, maybe, but in the long run, wouldn't solve my problem. All right, we're going to play with Gwen's Ouija board. You don't play with a Ouija board, Helen. You work with it. <laughs> okay, play, work, whatever. You want to try it? I'll get it out. Carl, hmm? would you make some room so I can set it up on the coffee table? Sure. Now, don't get Helen hooked on the thing, Gwen. That's all I need, a Ouija board telling me to relax and take it easy. All right, now pull up the footstool, Helen. Oh, okay. That's what Carl always uses, because we have to sit on opposite sides of the table. All right. Now, let's see. We start with a planchette here in the middle. Oh, planchette. <laughs> That's what they call this little table thing that moves around on the board. This thing. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Now, rest your fingertips very lightly on the top of the planchette. Mm -hmm. Rest lightly. Sometimes the planchette even moves under your fingers. Sure it does. Oh, that's the wrong attitude. Now, come on. Sit quietly and think about the planchette moving. Mm hmm Concentrate on it. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. You have to be patient. Is there a message for anyone? <gasps> it's moving. M. U. R. D. E. R. 
Murder? Good Lord. That's what it said. What about murder? It's going again. M. U. R. D. E. R. What is it you want to tell us about murder? Somebody's pushing the damn thing. I'm not pushing it, Max. M. U. R. D. E. R. Well, how about another run? I don't think so, Kyle. I haven't been getting too much sleep. I'd like to get to bed early tonight. Besides, we're losing. Oh, come on. It isn't even 11 o'clock. We really ought to go, Gwen. We'd have been better off staying with a Ouija board. Too spooky for me. Well, you have to admit it works, though. Don't you, Helen? It's got a one-track mind, and it's morbid. M-U-R-D-E-R. Now, what kind of talk is that? Gruesome. Come on, Helen. Let's go. Well, listen, maybe you two can come over to our place next week. Give us a chance to get our money back. I'm going to be pretty busy next week, Helen. I don't know whether I'll have a free evening or not. Well, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Gwen, it was a lovely dinner. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. We'll see you next week or, or whenever. Yeah, so long, huh? Bye. Would you like a cup of coffee or something, Carl? No, I, I, I don't think so, Gwen. It, uh... Wasn't a very successful evening, was it? What's the matter with him, anyway? Helen's right. He's like a stranger. Well, you can understand Tom's death upsetting him, especially since Tom had been embezzling the firm's funds. That's really hard to believe of Tom Garth, isn't it? Hmm. The Ouija board seemed to upset Max. Oh, you mean yelling murder? Well, upset me, too. You know, darling, I'm going to break that thing up for kindling wood. <laughs> You didn't seem to enjoy the evening much, Max. I didn't enjoy it any. I told you we shouldn't have gone. Well, they're just trying to help. I wish everybody would stop trying to help. I can straighten things out of everybody. Just leave me alone. Are you going right to bed? I don't know. Maybe I have a nightcap. You go on up if you want to. Max, you... I know you won't like this, but you've been drinking an awful lot lately. You're right. I don't like it. I mean, it isn't like you. Nothing you do lately is like you. He's out to get me. What are you talking about? Who's out to get you? Kyle Abbott. What? Max, Kyle Abbott is your best friend. Now that Tom Goth's dead, you mean? He was my friend, wasn't he? He stole $100,000 from me. Well, Kyle hasn't stolen anything from you, has he? He put her up to it, all right. I don't know what you're talking about half the time. I'm talking about Gwen Abbott and her stupid Ouija board. You push those things around, you know. They don't just go by themselves. I still don't see what that has... Murder. That's all she made it say. Murder, murder, murder. If she was pushing it, why would she make it say murder? Because Kyle told her to. That's why. Why on earth would he tell her to do a thing like that? Because he thinks I killed Tom Garth. Should a Ouija board be taken seriously? Those who do, and there are more of them than you might think, these believers will tell you that the Ouija board is a means of communication with the dead. Myself? I am a professional fence-sitter in these matters. I study the evidence and try to keep an open mind. There'll be more evidence to study when I return shortly with Act Two. Buy a Buick Opal any time and you get a sensational little car. 
One that's comfortable, fun to drive, built by Isuzu. Equipped with things like a four-cylinder overhead cam Hemi engine, a short-throw four-speed manual transmission, plus reclining bucket seats, tinted glass, and rack and pinion steering. But there's more. Because due to popular demand, Buick's extended its special Opal gas offer through November 30th. Which means if you have the good sense to buy a new Opal now, Buick will reimburse you for 200 gallons of gasoline. And with 200 gallons of gas and a new Opal, you can do a lot of driving. Of course, your mileage may vary, but even at the estimated EPA city mileage of 23 miles per gallon, that's 4,600 miles. And on the highway, Opal's EPA estimate is 36 miles per gallon. The Buick Opal gas offer, it's still on. See your Buick Opal dealer soon for details. Make your best deal, and Buick will make it better. 200 gallons better. There are over 50 minor shops in the New York metropolitan area. Consult your yellow pages for the shop nearest you. All over the country, people are switching to Digel. Why? Because Digel is different. Because no plain antacid, liquid, or tablet can do what Digel does. Digel contains cymetacone, the only ingredient found to be safe in the treatment of the trapped gas, which often accompanies acid indigestion, heartburn, and sour stomach. So switch to Digel, tablets or liquid. Use only as directed. Digel, deliciously different. cry of murder is a shrill and terrifying thing, even when articulated with a Ouija board's silence. Gwen Abbott's Ouija cried murder this evening and then steadfastly refused to explain. Whose murder? Committed by whom? For what purpose? When? Where? How? No explanation. The repeated use of the word, however, was dramatic enough to give pause even to those who considered the Ouija nothing but a silly spelling game. Not one of the four who were present has had a good night's sleep. Hello? Kyle. Oh, yes, Gwen. I'm sorry to bother you at your office, dear. I can't meet you for lunch today, after all. At least I don't think I should. Why not? Helen Pickett just called me and asked me if I could meet her for lunch. She sounded terribly upset, and so I said I would. Something about Max? Well, she didn't say, but what else would she be worrying about right now? I'm sorry I'm late, Helen. The traffic was absolutely awful today. Have you ordered? Uh, no, I thought I'd wait for you. Have you been running? I hurried. You sounded so upset on the phone. Well, I am upset. About Max. Gwen, do you know anything about paranoia? No. Are you serious, Helen? Do you actually believe that Max is... Well, I I can't believe that. Well, I don't want to, but something's wrong with him. And to tell you the truth, I'm scared. Scared of Max? Of him, maybe. For him, certainly. He said this morning he's going to see Maud Garth. Well, what, sympathy call? I think he should. Not a sympathy call. He thinks she's out to get him. Now, those were his words. He thinks everybody's out to get him lately. Out? Get him? In what way? Gwen, will you tell me something truthfully? Yes. Does that Ouija board really work on its own? Doesn't somebody have to push it? No, it goes by itself. I swear to you, Helen, I don't push it. Kyle certainly wouldn't. He hates the thing. You didn't push it last night. You weren't making it, say, murder the way it did? Absolutely not. Why do you ask? 
Max thinks you did. Look, even if I was manipulating it, why should that worry Max? He thinks Kyle put you up to it. Kyle? And I just don't understand it all. He thinks it's Kyle's way of accusing him, indirectly, of murdering Tom Garth. Who is it? It's me, Maud, Max Pickett. Hello, Max. How are you? Okay, I guess. You all right? Well, as all right as I can hope to be under the circumstances. Won't you come in? Thank you. Well, I'm afraid the place is in a mess. I'm in the middle of packing. Oh, you're going away? Yes. I found a little apartment. I'm moving. You know, this house is much too big for just me. Anyway, I, I seem to see Tom everywhere I look. Yeah, it must be pretty tough for him. I miss him a lot myself. Why do you keep looking at me that way? What way? Tom was my friend, you know. We were more than just partners. We were friends. I know that. And I can't understand why why you think... What you think? Think what, Max? I, I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, you think I had something to do with Tom's death, don't you? That somehow I'm responsible for it? Max! Such a thought never entered my mind. No, no, I wouldn't expect you to admit it, not to me. Look, I have a lot of enemies. And you're one of them. I can see that clearly now. I come here and offer you help, offer you money, and you still sit there looking at me that way, thinking how best you can ruin me, huh? Max, that's not true. But I'll win out in the end. You'll see, Maud. I'm smarter than all of you put together. And I'll win out in the end. Are you busy, Carl? Oh, no, darling, not too. Come on in. How was your lunch with Helen? Pretty ghastly, if you want to know. She's worried sick about Max. Well, after last night, I can't say I blame her. Do you think that he could be paranoid, Carl? I don't know enough about it to say. Is that what Helen thinks? Well, she suggested it. Kyle, mm -hmm. how do you think Tom Garth died? How he really died? Well, suicide, I thought that was established. You don't think Max had anything to do with it? Well, good Lord, no, Gwen. Why, now, why would I think a thing like that? Max seems to believe you do. He believes that... Oh, come on. According to Helen, he thinks you put me up to making the Ouija board say murder. He thinks it was your way of accusing him of murdering Tom Garth. Well, Helen imagined it. No, I don't think so. Well, I'll get this settled once and for all. What are you doing? I'm calling Max at his office. I'm going to settle this. Take it in, Kyle. Uh, Max. Yes, is that you, Kyle? Yes, uh, Max, I want to talk to you. All right, go ahead. No, no, not on the phone. Will you have time after you leave the office this afternoon? I don't know. What is it you want to talk to me about? Well, I said not on the phone. You're not trying to set me up for something, are you, Kyle? Now, Max, what the devil are you talking about? I want to see you. Well, all right, where? Uh, Kelly's Pub, 5.30, be all right? Kelly's Pub, 5.30. All right. Maud, come in. 
I hope I haven't caught you at a bad time, Helen. No, not at all. Sit down, Mart. Are you all right? Oh, yes. I'm having a little trouble adjusting to be alone, of course, but... Well, I- I'm all right. It must have been terrible for you. Not very pleasant. Helen, Max came to see me today. Oh, yes, he said he might. Well, he was very strange. I really didn't understand what he was talking about. He thinks of me as an enemy. He said so. In just those words. I'm afraid he's seeing enemies wherever he looks these days. But why me? He's just not himself right now, Maud. We spent yesterday evening with Gwen and Kyle Pickett, and Max got all upset about something a a Ouija board said. A Ouija board? Well, Gwen's been on a Ouija board kick lately, and she and I were just fooling around with the thing last night, and it spelled out murder. Max was terribly upset. Has he said anything to you at all about thinking of me as an enemy? Given you any reason why he should feel that way? What? I don't think so. He, he said so many strange things. Oh, that... you know, there's just no reason. Well, he'll be all right again soon, Maud. I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. Except that, Helen, if he thinks of me as his enemy, then that makes him my enemy, doesn't it? What do you have, Max? Scotch and soda, I guess. Two scotch and sodas. Here, ready, please? How'd it go today, Max? Like every other day lately, lousy. Is somebody else going to meet us here, Kyle? No, no, I I told you I just want to talk to you alone. I know that's what you said. These days, though, I don't put much stock in what people say to me. I can't afford to. Everyone's so crafty. Oh, no, you just imagine that, Max. Oh, sure. That's what you'd all like me to believe, isn't it? You must think I'm very stupid not to see what's going on. Nothing. Nothing is going on, Max. Nothing you call it nothing? Gwen making that damn Ouija board of hers keeps spelling out murder, murder, murder? Well, Max. Max, actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Now, I understand you think that I've been making accusations against you. How do you know that? Well, there's no mystery about it. Helen told Gwen. Gwen told me. Ah, there, you see. See what? You're all working against me. Even Helen. Going behind my back, repeating things I've said in private, plotting against me. Good Lord, I can't even trust my own wife anymore. Max, what's the matter with you? Well, now, why would I accuse you of murder? What earthly reason would The I... same reason all the rest of them have, to destroy Max Pickett. Max, you've got to stop this. Oh, yeah. Now, look, I'm your friend. We've, we've been friends for uh, how many years we've now? We've known each other for a long time. That's true enough. We've been friends for a long time. Now, Max, you're not well. Oh... Oh, now we're getting around to that, are we? Next you'll be saying I ought to see a psychiatrist, huh? Well, I, uh... I was going to suggest it, as a matter of fact. And then let it get around, right? Not only is old Max Pickett all the other things you accuse him of being, he's a loony, too. Right? Max, I think a good psychiatrist could help you. Help me what? Ruin myself? All right, forget the psychiatrist. Just listen. I, I, I want you to trust me. I don't care about the rest of them, whoever they are. I want to help you, Max. I'm on your side. Nobody's on my side. Well, I am. Will you just believe me and trust me? Okay. Sure thing, Kyle. I trust you. All right. Now, you don't believe that nonsense you were talking to Helen last night, do you? About accusing you of murder? Oh, of course not. It's ridiculous. I don't think you're serious. <laughs> Hey, you see? You don't trust me. 
Max? Max? What is it? Oh, I thought I heard you come in. Where are you? I'm in my study. Are you busy? Will I disturb you? I'm busy, but you won't disturb me. Why didn't you call out when you came in the way you usually do? I thought maybe... Max, what are you doing? I'm cleaning a gun. What does it look like? What for? I don't like dirty guns. Do you mind? I had a drink with Kyle a little while ago. Oh? Any special reason? Do we need a reason? We're buddies, aren't we? Old Kyle and I? Yes, of course. At least that's what he kept telling me. Well, you are. You've been friends for years. Yes, he kept telling me about how long we've been friends. What difference does it make how long? It's what good friends we are. And that's what counts, huh? You are good friends. Oh, you bet. Another thing he told me. He told me he didn't accuse me of murder. Well, of course he didn't. I've said that all along. Helen? Yes? How did he know I thought he was accusing me of murder? How, how did he know? That's what I asked you. I don't know. Then I'll tell you. He knew that I thought he was accusing me of murder because you told him. That's what I thought. I... I haven't even seen him. You told Gwen. She told him. Oh. Well, I, I guess I did mention it to Gwen, yes. Yes. So what that means is I can't trust my own wife any longer. There's nobody in the world I can trust. It's me against all the rest of you, isn't it? Max. You did it, didn't you? Did what? You killed Tom Garth. The human mind is an extremely delicate instrument. It serves us well when it is in proper working order, but it can serve us ill indeed when, through some maladjustment, it departs from its normal way and improperly dictates our purposes. We are prone in this condition, which is known as madness, to commit serious crimes, including the crime of M-U-R-D-E-R. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. True Value Hardware Stores suggest a way to communicate how much you care. Give a Robin CB radio this Christmas. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you why. CB radios have almost become a necessity for anybody who drives. You can use them to get directions, call for help, or to stay alert when driving for long stretches at night or in bad weather. And the Robin Mobile Transceiver Package, a 23-channel CB radio with 5-watt transceiver, antenna, and PA speaker, offers a performance plus. You get top-quality features plus good looks at surprisingly low prices. True Value Hardware Stores also offer the Deluxe Robin Digital CB Radio, a 23-channel transceiver with superb sound reproduction. It features squelch control to reduce interference, a large digital channel readout, and a handsome wood grain front panel. This Christmas, communicate how much you care. Give a Robin CB Radio from participating True Value Hardware Stores. True Value. That's more than just a name. It's their way of doing business. They say that in every man's psychological makeup, 
there are criminal tendencies held in leash only by the thin veneer we call civilization. And civilization is nothing more than a code of behavior we have imposed upon ourselves because the alternative is chaos. If our minds were not strong enough to hold in abeyance our purely animal tendencies, we would surely lapse into what we call insanity. It happens in individual cases, and the results are appalling. Hello? Hello, Gwen? Yes? This is Maud, Gwen. Maud Garth. Maud, how are you? I'm okay. A little lonely, of course, but that's just something I'll have to get used to. Are you seeing people? Are you getting out now and then? Well, enough. As much as I want to. Oh, Gwen, Helen tells me you're a Ouija board freak. Oh, well, I, I do have a board. I mean, I don't know if that makes me a freak. I just fool around with it, you know. Well, I can get somebody to work it with. Oh. Well, I had one when I was a kid. Uh, Maud, I always get a kick out of it. Maud, could you hold on a minute? No. Carl, is that you? Yes, it's me. I'm on the phone, dear. I'll be with you in a couple of minutes. No hurry. Sorry, Maud. Carl just came in. Oh, well, I won't keep you. No, no, no. I'm in no rush. What about Ouija boards, Maud? Well, I was just wondering if I could come over sometime when you're free and maybe we could have a session with yours. Oh, sure, any time. What about later this evening? Oh, that would be nice. Are you sure you're not busy? Oh, I haven't got a plan to my name. Maud? Yes? How come? I mean, why do you want to work with a Ouija board all of a sudden? Well, I just, uh... I suppose it's silly, but with Tom gone and everything, they do say Ouija boards are a kind of contact with people who have passed away, don't they? I don't take it quite that seriously, Maud. Well, it wouldn't hurt to try, would it? I don't know. To tell you the truth, it doesn't sound very healthy to me. I'd like to try it all the same, Gwen. Okay, but don't be too disappointed if it doesn't work, though. Oh, I won't. I promise. Around 8.30, then. That'll be fine. And, Gwen, thank you. Oh, forget it. I'll see you at 8.30. Who are you seeing at 8.30? Maud Garth. Maud, how come? She wants to work the Ouija board with me. Oh, that darn Ouija board. What's her interest? Well, it's sort of morbid, apparently. She wants to see if she can get in touch with Tom. Oh, Lord. Next we'll be having sales. Well, I couldn't say no, could I? No, I guess not. Did you see Max? Yes, I sure did. And? Weird. Gwen, I'm afraid he's in trouble. Oh, dear. Carl, why would it occur to him to think you suspect him of killing Tom Garth? I really don't know. If he's really slipped a cog, there's no point in trying to analyze his thinking. But what if... Carl, what if he did kill Tom Garth? You're like all the rest of them, aren't you, Helen? You think I killed him? I only asked you. You couldn't testify against me, you know. You're my wife. Did you, Max? Yes. Well, he's the one who made it necessary. I didn't want to kill him. He just wouldn't have it any other way. Max, you really did. A man has to protect himself, Helen. That's biological. When you're in danger, you have to take steps to avoid the danger. It's what evolution is based on, survival of the fittest. Why, Max? Oh, Lord, why? He was threatening me. He should have known I'd have to do something about it. It was his fault. Threatening you how? He was talking about sending me to jail. Can you imagine that? We'd been partners and friends for all these years. He was going to send me to jail. 
Just the way he would have stranger. How could he have sent you to jail? He had the evidence, of course. The books were rigged. He had it all right there, right there in front of him. Are you saying it was you who stole money from the firm? You? Not Tom? The firm was half mine, wasn't it? How can you call it stealing? Besides, I meant to pay it back when I could. There wasn't any big rush, was there? But he wanted it all back, all of it. My half as well as his. Max, why did you do it? We were all right. We didn't need the money. Oh, no. What about that swimming pool out back you spent half the summer in? You think that came out of my salary? I had the salary I take from Pickett and Garth? No way, no way. What about the country club? Where do you think that money came from? And other things. Lots of other things that you enjoy just as much as I do. But we didn't need them. We could have lived without the pool or the club. Helen, why did he have to go snooping in the books anyway? Why couldn't he have trusted me? Max, what are we going to do? I didn't enjoy it, believe me. If you're thinking I did, you're wrong. I didn't like doing it at all. Oh, if only you had. He was pacing back and forth in his office there, back and forth, back and forth, accusing me, accusing me of stealing and all that. He should have known it would make me angry. But if you were stealing... Back and forth, back and forth. So when he was facing away toward the window, I took the gun out of his desk drawer. Everybody knew he kept a gun there. Max, I don't want to hear anything. And then I waited until he sat down at his desk again. And I put the gun up against his head and I pulled the trigger. Max, please. Please. What are you going to do now? Well, it's hard to know. I'm going to have to kill Kyle Abbott, of course. And Gwen, too, I suppose. They both gasped and... Max, you can't. But I've got to, Helen. Don't you understand? There's no other way. I hope I'm not putting you to too much trouble, Gwen. No trouble at all, Maud. Carl and I fool around with the Ouija board almost every night anyway. Yeah, well, we just fool around with it. We don't take it seriously, Maud. I'm not sure I approve of what you're going to try to do. Well, I just want to see if Tom is... if I can speak to him. Well, let's try it. Now, you know what to do, Maud. Oh, yes. You just ask it the questions. Oh, well, um... <clears throat> is it... Is it possible to communicate with Tom Garth? Give it a moment. Ask again. I'm trying to get in touch with... with the spirit of Tom Garth. Is it possible to speak with him? It's moving. It's going up to the yes corner. Is this Tom? Yes. Is it... is it all right where you are? Yes, again. Oh, now that I've done it, I don't know what to say. Do you have a message for Maud? M? You are D-E-R. Oh, no, not again. Wait, was it you who kept saying murder last night? Says yes. Do you mean... Do you mean you were murdered, Tom? Yes. Who did it? Who? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. It hasn't finished. A-N-D-Y-O-U. And you. B-A-L-L-T. 
H R E E. All three? Do you mean that all three of us in this room are going to be murdered? M A X. Max! I have to go, Glenn. I can't stay here all night. Well, I don't see why not. Well, I have to go home sooner or later. I mean, can we call the police? And tell them we've been warned by a Ouija board that somebody's planning to murder us? I don't think they'd pay much attention. You don't think we ought to take the warning seriously? Well, I admit I feel sort of uncomfortable about it, but no, I don't think we should take it too seriously. It's only a Ouija board, a gadget. Well, then, there's nothing to keep me from going home, is there? Well, unless you're going to be frightened. No. No, I think you're right. I'll go now. Where are you going, Max? Out. Are you going to the Abbott's house? I thought I'd pay them a call, yes. Max, you mustn't. If you leave here, I will call the police and tell them. I will. I'll call them and I'll tell them. Max, please, don't point that gun at me. You're like all the others. You bring it on yourself. I can't let you call the police. You'll spoil everything. Everything I planned. Max. Please listen to me. You are sick. They will take care of you. The whole thing's been too much for you. The police will know that, and they will take care of I'm you. I'm all right, Helen. Don't you think I'd know? I'm perfectly all right. I just know what has to be done, and I intend to do it. No, Max. No. I will shoot you, Helen. Honestly, I will. I'd rather not you know that, but I will if you make me. Now, promise me you won't call the police. Well, if you won't promise. All right. All right. I promise. I won't call the police. Carl, I'm worried about Maud. Well, you shouldn't be any more worried about her than about you and me. The Ouija board said we'd all three get it. I don't think it's funny. Well, neither do I, darling. But I don't think we ought to let it get out of perspective in the other direction either. After all, it was a Ouija board that warned us, Grant. It's a Ouija board, a toy. I don't consider it a toy. Well, maybe not, but neither is it an oracle. It must be Maud. She promised to call when she got home. Hello, Maud? Maud? No, it's Helen, Gwen. Helen Pickett. Helen, what's the matter? You sound so... Gwen, you've got to get out of there. You and Kyle. Get out of here? Out of the house right away. Go someplace where he can't find you and stay there. Don't let him find you there at your house. Find us? Who, Helen? What? Max, don't you understand? Max is on his way there right now with a gun. He's going to kill you. Max is on his way here? He'll be there any minute. Just get out of the house. Run. What was all that? Max is on his way over here with a gun. That was Helen. She said we should get out of the house. Good Lord, did she call the police? No, I don't think so. Oh, darling, should we just go? We can phone the police from somewhere else. Oh, take a minute, darling. Uh, hello. Yeah, yes, yes, please. I'm calling from 434 Oak Street. We, we've been warned there's a man coming here with a gun intending to kill us. Yes, 434 Oak Street. Uh, Abbott, Kyle Abbott. He's on the... Hello, did you hear the shot? Now, please get over here as fast as you can. Are you all right, Kyle? Yes, darling, are you? I'm all right. I'm so scared. Just stay down, Gwen. Now, listen, I'm going to work my way around to the light switch. Careful. Hurry, Kyle, hurry. Yes, I've got it. That won't do you any good. Turning the lights off. You'd have saved yourself all this trouble, Carl, if you'd only minded your own business. You hadn't gotten nosy about Tom Garth. It's just a matter of time, you know, until I find the light switch. 
You couldn't leave well enough alone, huh? Why don't you answer me, Kyle? Why don't you say something? Did I get you with that one? Well, as soon as I find the light switch... Are you all right, Gwen? Yes. Are you? Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. I hit him with a bookend. Can you find the light switch? Yes, I think so. Oh, he's bleeding. Well, I hit him pretty hard. He's coming around now. But he's still bleeding. That's tough. Max, Max, can you hear me? What happened? I, uh, belted you over the head with a bookend. Oh, Max, why did you do it? I had to. You knew I'd kill Tom? No, no, actually, we didn't at all. Ah, oh, yes, you did. You can't fool me. But why did you kill Tom? I never had enough money. Not for the things we wanted. That's the whole thing. I never had quite enough money. Ah, oh, oh, don't let them take me. Please, please, please don't let them yeah, take no, me. They won't, they won't hurt you, Max. They know you're sick. I'll answer the door. I can't say that we've made out an airtight case in favor of Ouija boards. Many people explain their odd behavior by blaming the unconscious segment of the mind of the person whose fingers are on the planchette. How will you react the next time a planchette under your fingertips spells out M-U-R-D-E-R? I'll be back in a few minutes. A lot of folks say the only differences between beers are the names. I know some people who wouldn't like to hear that because for 100 years they've been Beechwood aging their beer to give it a taste of smoothness and a drinkability found in no other beer at any price. Why go to all that extra time and expense? They know you can tell a great beer when you taste it. You said it all. Anheuser-Busch, headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. I got bronchiolitis, but I got a road to rip up, too. So I take bronchade tablets. They help keep my occasional asthma attacks away for hours. Clementine tablets, they work, but bronchade has something extra to help get rid of congestion. And with asthma, getting rid of bronchial congestion is really important. Bronchade helps me breathe easy for hours. It works almost as hard as I do. Bronchade tablets do more to let you breathe easier. Use only as directed. What can cause hemorrhoids? Strenuous activity, pregnancy, constipation, change in diet. Oh, well, are pain and itching symptoms? Mm, sometimes. If you suffer occasional pain and itching of hemorrhoidal tissues, use Preparation H to relieve discomfort for hours in many cases. And Preparation H actually helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissues caused by inflammation. Hmm. You know, I'll try it. Use only as directed. Preparation H comes in ointment or suppositories. Relieves pain and itch. Helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissues. The standard engine is a V8. Standard tires, steel-belted radials. There are front and rear stabilizer bars. Special springs and shock valving. Fast ratio power steering. And a rally steering wheel. What makes all this interesting is that it belongs to a full-size six-passenger Buick. The 1977 LeSabre Sport Coupe. You'll have to drive it to believe it.
three murders have been averted and the mystery of a fourth one solved. And there's no denying that the Ouija board played an important role in this. Unfortunately, it appears to have been the Ouija's swan song. For it leans now against the back wall of one of the closets in the Abbott house. For Gwen, its charm is gone. When she dusts it each spring, she does her best not to study it too closely. For one set of letters stands out as though painted in red. M-U-R-D-E-R. Our cast included Larry Haynes, Ralph Bell, Terry Keene, Marion Seldes, and Marion Haley. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Tonight's Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less. The preceding program furnished by CBS Radio. This is Police Sergeant Jesse Peterman. There are 73 police precincts in New York City. If you would like to help the police in your precinct, why not consider joining your precinct community council? This is one way to get to know your police and your community. The Precinct Community Council is a forum for creating better understanding and for solving a wide range of community problems. If you would like to volunteer to join in helping your police, join your Precinct Community Council. Stop in at your local precinct or call 374-5370. WOR New York, an RKO General Station. The nation celebrates Thanksgiving... Police looking for sniper on Manhattan's Midtown West Side. Little progress reported in Geneva Talks on Rhodesia. It's 37 degrees and mostly clear mid-Manhattan. The man says partly cloudy tonight and tomorrow. The low tonight in the mid-30s. This is John Scott with the 8 o'clock edition of the news. Like millions of other Americans, President Ford and President-elect Jimmy Carter celebrated Thanksgiving with traditional family gatherings. Mr. Ford with about 15 friends and relatives at the presidential retreat in Camp David, Maryland. Ten members of the Carter family enjoyed a turkey dinner in Plains. Meanwhile, a group of New England Indians fasting at the site of the first Thanksgiving more than 350 years ago. Governor Hugh Carey said the day before yesterday that Thanksgiving won't be canceled in New York, despite the city's financial condition, and it wasn't. There were the usual praises in city churches today for blessings past and blessings to come. There were the usual outpourings of goodwill, and there was the usual Thanksgiving Day parade, Macy's 50th complete with floats and helium-filled images of Smokey the Bear, Bullwinkle, and Mickey Mouse. Although most people watched the parade between 9 a.m. and noon today, it actually began at 2 o'clock this morning. That's when the 45 floats left the Hoboken, New Jersey factory where they're made and moved slowly through the Lincoln Tunnel to Manhattan. A little later, helium trucks blew up the nine giant balloons and the parade performers turned up as the morning went on. The governor urged New Yorkers today to consider adoption as a means of giving thanks in his annual Thanksgiving Day message, the governor said more than 3,000 children remain institutionalized in the state because no one has offered to give them a home. The governor said the state is trying to locate parents who, in his words, have the courage and the love to provide care for these children. He urged interested persons to contact the state's social services department. James Merrick of Glen Cove was walking his dog along the beach this Thanksgiving morning, and suddenly it was Christmas. There on the sand was a bag tied not with ribbon but with white rope. 
Merrick opened the package, and behold, inside was a pile of five-dollar bills, or so it seemed. Merrick was ecstatic. In the midst of his family Thanksgiving dinner, he told WOR's John Wingate what happened. I uh, come home with the, the money, you know, and uh, I was, I didn't know what to expect, because I'd never seen that amount of money, especially I seen a five-dollar bill. I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this? So with that, I got my wife out and uh, the boy next door, and they looked at it and they said, well, what's going on? My brother's a policeman, my father's an ex-policeman, and I got the police department up here. We took the money down to the police station. They counted it out. The count reached... $10,000, but alas, Christmas was short-lived. All the money was counterfeit. The WOR News Time, it's three minutes past eight. New Jersey health officials are bracing for an expected heavy demand for swine flu inoculations when special children's clinics open this weekend in the South Jersey and Jersey Shore regions. The officials say interest in the inoculation program was increased dramatically in recent days since a Missouri man was reported to have contracted the disease. The man who'd not received an inoculation recovered. Controller Harrison Golden says the New York City Sheriff's Office currently has more than $9 million in on-interest-bearing bank accounts. Golden says it means the city is losing $350,000 a year in interest. He calls it inconceivable that such a large amount of money should be placed in a bank without drawing interest. The sheriff collects money awarded to claimants by the courts and temporarily deposits the funds in escrow checking accounts. Golden's auditors say a total of $550,000 in interest could be accumulated from the money held by the sheriff's office, but part of it's on deposit with the Irving Trust Company, which provides $200,000 worth of computer services in return for the non-interest accounts. If the $200,000 in computer services is subtracted from the $550,000, the auditors say the city is still losing $350,000 in interest. The New York State Board of Regents has taken the first step toward finding a replacement for Education Commissioner Ewald Nyquist, the man they fired last week. Regents Chancellor Theodore Black announced today the formation of a committee whose chief function will be to set up a search committee. Named to the committee were three regents who voted to fire Nyquist and three who voted against the ouster. Fire marshals tonight are investigating the scene of a fire early this morning at the Northeast Neighborhood Association Medical and Dental Center on the Lower East Side. Officials have labeled the blaze suspicious after police bomb section detectives removed a large explosive device. Police say the device apparently was intended to be triggered by the fire, but it never went off. The building is located on Avenue C near Houston Street. The WOR News Time. It's seven minutes past eight. It's never too early to think about retirement. So think green. Think about the two great retirement accounts you can now get at the Greenwich Savings Bank. Both give you more money to retire on than you probably have ever dreamed of, and important tax benefits besides. Does that grab you? Then listen carefully. If your company has no retirement plan, federal law now lets you set aside 15% of your earned income every year, up to $1,500, in an individual retirement account at the Greenwich Savings Bank. You don't pay a penny income tax on this money, nor on the high interest it earns until you retire. The other retirement plan is for the self-employed. It lets you put aside 15% of your earned income up to $7,500 with both principal and interest also tax-deferred until retirement. Either way, these are untaxed dollars that earn high interest at the Greenwich Savings Bank. Don't miss this opportunity. Look for the lady or man in green at any office of the Greenwich Savings Bank and open your retirement account today. Member FDIC. It was five years ago last night that a man known only as D.B. Cooper hijacked a Northwest Orient jet 
collected $200,000 ransom, and parachuted out of the plane over southwest Washington State, into oblivion, perhaps. No trace was ever found of Cooper or the ransom, and federal lawmen doubt that he survived the drop into the woods. Certainly, he jumped into folk legend. The people of the town of Ariel in Washington are having a celebration in honor of D.B. this weekend. W.O.R.'s Roger Skibbenis learned about it from general store owner Germaine Tricola. We're going to have a Cooper's Caper party. A Cooper's Caper party. Uh-huh. That sounds good. I wish I could join you. <laughs> to do is drop in. Yeah, drop in. <laughs> you know what? You should be here. I should be out there. <laughs> now, tell me about the celebration you got planned Saturday. Well, we have a few boys dropping in. <laughs> and uh, we're serving buffalo stew. How many do you expect? I don't really know. This is uh, mushroomed, and uh, with a big park down below us here, we probably have quite a bit of room. Mm-hmm. Anybody parachuting in? Oh, yes. No kidding. Why all this uh, folk hero attitude towards Mr. D.B. Cooper? Well, supposedly he had jumped up here in our area, uh, and we've kind of put him in the uh, legend uh, category along with Bigfoot and the Sasquatch. Disagreement between two black nationalist leaders at the Geneva Conference on Rhodesia prevented any progress at today's session of the talks. There are indications that black leader Joshua Nkoma is prepared to accept March 1, 1978 as the date for transition to majority rule in Rhodesia. But his ally, Robert Mugabe, is reportedly holding out for a promise of transition within one year. In South Africa, the Johannesburg Star says 33 black Rhodesian guerrillas were killed this week in fighting among rival black factions based in Mozambique, but the guerrillas' joint military command in Mozambique denies the reports. Despite U.S. opposition, the United Nations Committee today voted to condemn American military bases on the Pacific island of Guam. The General Assembly's Decolonization Committee adopted the resolution 60-21 to with 42 abstentions. U.S. Ambassador William Scranton defended the bases, calling them an important contribution to the security of the United States and the Pacific region. Last year, a similar resolution was passed by a larger margin in a vote, be in a vote before the same committee. U.S. Commerce Secretary Elliot Richardson is continuing his trade promotion tour of Eastern Europe today with a visit to Yugoslavia. Richardson arrived in Belgrade for talks with government and economic leaders. His discussions in Yugoslavia will cover investment and trade issues. The U.S. Embassy in Tel Aviv says the body of a U.S. diplomat killed in an accident last night will be flown to the U.S. on Monday. James Dean was the first secretary at the U.S. Embassy in Tel Aviv. Dean died when a tour bus accidentally left a hilly road in the Negev Desert. He was 36 years old. Nine other occupants of the bus were injured. A French company says in Paris that the government of Vietnam has asked it to set up a logistics base for oil exploration off the Vietnamese coast. The company also says it will set up offices in Saigon to help oil companies operating in Vietnam. Western oil companies have been negotiating with Hanoi for several months, but there have been no agreements so far. A group of journalists and broadcasters at the Voice of America is calling for independence for the agency. A Voice of America official says the group is telling the new administration it should not be associated with either the U.S. Information Agency or the State Department. The State Department isn't commenting, but a spokesman for the U.S. Information Agency says the agency director thinks Voice of America should remain a part of that agency. President-elect Carter has not indicated whether he favors independence for the Voice of America. The Voice of America is a radio network chartered to send news about the U.S. overseas. 
The Dutch Justice Department says it's considering the possibility of bringing criminal charges against Prince Bernhardt for his role in the Lockheed bribes affair, but a spokesman warns it's too early to be sure what action will be taken. Well, I'll have the weather in the top of the news coming right up. The French call it an aperitif. In America, it's the appetizer you drink. Either way, Dubonnet goes before. It all started in France, of course. And whether you call it an aperitif or an appetizer, the proper time to enjoy its distinctive taste is before. Before lunch, before dinner at cocktail time, before whatever you've got cooking. It's a wine that's right for your appetite. Dubonnet before. Made to make what comes after that much better. Before, yeah, before. It's the time before for Dubonnet. The product of USA, Dubonnet Company, New York, New York. And the Weather Watch update, partly cloudy tonight and tomorrow, followed by cloudy with a chance for a few showers tomorrow night and Saturday, the low tonight in the mid-30s. Then temperatures becoming milder with a high tomorrow in the low 50s. Low tomorrow night in the mid-40s. The high Saturday, 55 to 60. Outlook for Sunday, cloudy and mild with a chance of showers. Chance of rain, 10% tonight, 20% tomorrow, 30% tomorrow night. Right now in mostly clear mid-Manhattan, it's 37 degrees. The humidity, 59%. The wind south-southwest at 8 miles an hour. The barometer steady at 30.12 inches. And the top stories, the nation celebrates Thanksgiving. Police looking for a sniper on Manhattan's Midtown West Side. Little progress reported in Geneva talks on Rhodesia. And in mostly clear mid-Manhattan, it is 37 degrees. And that, friends, is the 8 o'clock edition of the news. This is John Scott reporting. Next news as it happens, next scheduled news tonight at 9 with John Wingate over WOR Radio 710, the talk of New York. Coming up next, Barry Farber over WOR New York.